Okay, and welcome back to the Play More Podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, uh, I'm sitting here with uh, Gregory Conboy. A, um, a lot of times we call this a uh, customer spotlight, but this is a little bit of a customer appreciation, dude. You're one of my faves. Yeah, dude. well, you know, for me, having four kids, it's uh, the best place to pick up gear when you have undecided. Uh, people in your household so <laughs> i appreciate just coming in and being able to talk to a normal human being instead of punching a button and getting something delivered so well right on well i've got this since uh, you probably get tired of hearing this but your last name like convoy i thought we'd just uh correct Yeah, we definitely got us a front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a front door. Yeah. Right on, man. All right, again, so yeah, this is uh, brought to you by Played Against Sports in Kennesaw, Georgia. And, uh, dude, we've been recycling before it was even cool. Yeah, absolutely. You guys were the first on the block. I mean, I remember going into the first one that I knew of and, um, I think it was Buckhead. And then uh, when we moved out here, you know, this is the first place I pick up, you know. I this is this is my kind of thing. It's a person to person business. Yeah. You know, I like to know who I'm dealing with. Yeah. It's it's getting further and further from that. Yeah. So as much as I can do to sort of bridge that I will. Well, and seriously, I'm I'm uh, I'm forever grateful uh, for that kind of thinking and I know you do uh, promote that concept and our store in particular um i guess there was you know some buddy of yours or whatever saying yeah dude just buy it on the internet screw him and yeah and you kind of defended us. i said hey man screw no. you he's a human being that you guy's know? trying to pay his mortgage give these kids a job man that's super important that we have a sense of community instead of a drone dropping a box off man yeah i'll pay 10 bucks more to know that whatever it is i supported someone yeah you know, and is it, it, does it get increasingly more difficult? Yeah, because you, it takes effort, you know, but, but, you know, effort to support someone, come on, man. Yeah. So it gets, it gets to be more about the person than, than anything else. So you've always been fair to me, uh, the lacrosse community. So, you know, whatever we can do, we collectively, I think we should, uh, band together. Well, you're you're awesome. I mean, it really kind of gets me choked up because, you know, I grind it out here day after day, and, yeah. and uh, so when there's there's people out there really you know, actually you know concerned for you know my and our well being here, it, it means a lot. Yeah, it really really does, uh, especially in this new world order. You yeah. know, um, feel like we're settled back in here again. But uh, man, a couple years ago when things were when the the, the, the switch really got flipped. Yep. I was like, oh my gosh, am I even needed anymore? You yeah. know, like, and the, oh you my know, goodness. Yeah, Lacrosse World went out of business because most of theirs was no longer brick and mortar. Yeah. You know, so they they were like, we're just pulling out. So I don't know how many jobs they supported, but they, they took a tax base away. Yeah. You know, a bunch of stuff goes into, you know, running a business day to day. Um, and with the growth of, you know, youth sports, this is a great entry level place plus you can go you can progress through your career coming here so you can get stuff that i'm not sure we're testing the water or hey man my kids now want select my kids now in high school and you have the goods to service it so you know you sort of watch the youth grow up through it as well which is super cool to me you know that you can know some of these kids and when you go to tournaments you see the same faces yeah you know and that's to me why i got into sports anyway look we're not we're not winning scholarships we're just yeah. not that kind of family yeah. whatever but what we do want to do is build a sense of community so when the kids are at school they know a kid down the hall they might not know their name but they know them from somewhere oh i played against him or he was on my team and to me that's the win You're you know right. so hey i'll see him maybe i'll see him at a party maybe i won't go to college maybe i'll but that's what makes a town a town and as we we just spider web out and get into our own little weird, you know, concentric circle of not interacting with our neighbors, you know, it's more and more important that we put down a device for 
an hour and hang outside, man. Well, I mean, to that regard, I kind of almost feel like it was my duty to make sure I don't screw this up so I can <laughs> yeah. still, still be here. Yeah, right on. Another 10, 20 years from now, you know. Yeah. I mean, what are the challenges you're you facing? Is it is it primarily just the internet and the the ease of that? Um, well, that that uh, well, you know how it is. I mean, in every say every little subcategory. Let's take lacrosse for example. When when lacrosse first exploded onto the scene mm -hmm. down here in Georgia, every school around sure came to me or us to mm -hmm. to supply their school and their team with. You know, helmets, gloves, you know, equipment, yep. uh, field stuff. Uh, and so, you know, we stopped what we were doing and did everything we could to, you know, <laughs> to supply that stuff. And especially in an institutional kind of uh, pricing, you know, you basically give it away and then yeah. kind, of, kind of get slow paid. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, but then, you know, even that said, it's, it's, it's still, uh, we, we, we enjoy doing that because then that put us in front of the parents. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of that school business, you know, dries up because it gets corporatized. Yep. And, uh, you know, a little guy like me, this is maybe the right fit for a big giant school. All of a sudden they've got, you know, big corporate companies and 30 or 40 reps in the state, yeah. you know, just yeah, beating they, down they the school. Yeah, they come in and just beat you down. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's heartbreaking on the surface, but then, uh, you know, then we hunker down and realize really our core base and our core business model is is you the customer. Yes, it's cool to get school business or whatever, sure. and if that puts us in front of more customers, yes, that's that's what we're trying to do. But at the end of the day, I think uh, most of the time the customer finds us anyway. Mm -hmm. And then if we can just do the best we can to to make them feel welcome, yeah, and uh, and uh, you know get them what they need or most of what they need, you know. And yeah, you got you have a good core group of guys that have been around, man. Familiar faces walking in, um, which is comforting as well. It's like going to your bar, you know, and, you know, you might not know everyone, but you have your core group of guys. You string, you know, that's, yeah. that's incredibly rare. You have a choice. Either you get a high school kid that knows how to do it well, yeah. or you go to Dick's. Yeah. You know, to me, it's a no-brainer. There's nothing against anyone that goes to Dick's Sporting Goods. That's fine. We need a place like this. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's room in this whole thing for everyone, yeah, right? Yeah. There's room for you know Cheerios and Rice Krispies <laughs> on the same shelf, right? We're not going to knock our competitor out, but to me, I'd rather go. Hey, I'll I'll give my business to this guy because he's going to string it. He's going to know my timeline yeah. and he's going to care. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So we're, we're we're fortunate. We've got some good group of kids who work for me and. Uh, uh, you know that played you know advanced level lacrosse yeah. and stuff and so they they take it where I my knowledge level taps out or I sure. tap out you know absolutely yeah. so uh, how many kids do you have four so we have a 16 year old plays volleyball uh, 13 year old lacrosse 10 year old lacrosse and my daughter is turning eight and she just started lacrosse last weekend so okay. and the only reason she's doing it is because she's been an orphan to a lacrosse field yeah for so long, she's she naturally does. thinks that she's just gonna, you know, rule. Which, you know, hey, we all have dreams, you know. But we we came here immediately and got her a helmet. You know, that's not normal in women's or girls' lacrosse yet. But I just ordered us, some more for next year too. You know, I, you know, I, I can't believe they haven't thought about the implication of getting hit in the head with a lacrosse ball when you don't know how to catch. I can't believe it's not mandatory. Yeah, yeah, for real. Just because the insurance is being, you have to carry as an organization, you want to mitigate any liability, you know? Because, that you, yes, we sign waivers, I get it. But if there's a catastrophic head injury, yeah. you know, you get a good enough attorney. Well, you know, I mean, a lot of the equipment in general has is having to follow these NOXIE stamp, these NOXIE mm -hmm. safety standards. You know, even shoulder pads or whatever's got to have that, you know, chest moving plate. forward and for like, I don't know, 2022 or 2025, it needs a chest plate in it. So some of the manufacturers are started this coming year. Sure. Why not? And all of this, you know, they're doing all these little rules for all this protective, but but yet it's not mandatory for helmets. So yeah. It is in some states. Yeah. It just, it was amazing because out of the 20 girls ranging from, you know, sort of advanced down to seven and eight year olds, she was the only one with it. And... She's such a knucklehead that she doesn't care. 
she's going to wear it. You know, she thinks it's pretty cool anyway. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, but we were, you know, this was the but only She's kind of stood out. Yeah, absolutely. She was like, look, I got the melon oh, protector you need, on. you need a helmet. Yeah. yeah. And some of the girls were like looking at her and, you know, thank God that she's not conscious about it. She's just, the rule is you wear it. And maybe when she gets better and better, you know, and she can catch and pass and she understands it more, we might relax that. But again, you're not paying attention. You get hit in the head with a little cross ball. Good night. Well, it's not even the ball. I mean, even soccer players yeah. get concussions. They're converging yep. towards the ball, and their heads. Your little melons you, are you don't just hear getting it. rattled. You know, it's not like helmets crashing. So you're like, ah, oh, they're okay. Yeah. Get back out there. Yeah, you're fine. Exactly. You know, and um, you know, with the with the growth of lacrosse in the South in general, I mean, it has a lot to do, I think, with the parents' concern over concussions. Um, you know, and long-term implications of football. Now, whether, I, I'm not here to debate, you know, whether it's true or not. Yeah. Um, but for us, you know, we saw lacrosse as, you know, the scoring and the speed of basketball, the endurance of a soccer player, and a little of the physicality of football. So it was a really good combination because we, I think most parents, especially of young boys and uh, young girls, start off with soccer or softball, baseball, right? Yeah. That's your usual avenues. And for us, you know, those communities were good, but we really grooved with the lacrosse community. Yeah. You know, they were just a, we were sort of on the same page, probably the same sick sense of humor, you know, <laughs> which to me, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be standing on the field day after day, <laughs> better be having yeah, some better, fun. Yeah, better be having some fun, you know, well, poking fun at each other. You, that's one of the things I've always noticed about you. you you always seem like you're having a good time. You always seem to be in good spirits. I've uh, listened in. I listened, you know, everybody. I'm a parent, you know. I listen yeah. to how people interact with their kids, and you have a, a fun uh, kind of playful relationship with your boys. You know? Yeah, like, I mean, I'll they're knuckleheads. The yeah, they're, they're knuckleheads. Squeeze the life out of you. Yeah, exactly. I goon armed. I goon armed one of them. I just grabbed by their their dumb little elbow and walked them out somewhere, and and they're like, "What are you doing?" I was like. Listen, man, this is a person's business. You're gonna act a fool. It's time <laughs> Be for you to like leave. A fool, yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to leave, man. And it's the same thing with restaurants. The same thing with everything, man. This is someone's business. Yeah. And you better be respectful to everything in it because someone paid for that. So yeah. there's a cost for your interaction. So, but again, you know. Yeah, I heard. I heard. I won't. I won't say the name. But this is back when we were in the baseball community. Uh, the family was in. Uh, I guess it was Chick-fil-A or whatever. Um, um, and their kids were climbing on top of the back of the booth or whatever. Yeah. And like, you know, tipped it over. And, you know, they played the coin like, hey, I'm... I did the right thing by not suing them. You know, I could have been, <laughs> oh, yeah. I could have been Mr. Chick-fil-A yeah. or something. Like, wait, yeah. do you even listen to what you're saying? Yeah. You know, like, like, look, I could own this waffle fry stand. <laughs> you know, what are you, what are you high? <laughs> you know, like, what's wrong, man? Have some, have some personal responsibility and some pride, you know? And, yeah, it's difficult, but um, to me, if you treat kids, you know, you give them a little leeway so they can grow up and know their boundaries. Yeah. And then you rein them in, but but in the interim you're giving them more space to grow, more space to grow, yeah. and you reel them in. And finally, they're you know they take in line and they're way out to sea, and that's your job yeah. is to get them comfortable swimming around out there on yeah. their own, man. Yeah. But you know, to me, uh, you know, I, I do think that lacrosse is going to continue to grow. Yeah. Um, it's a great sport. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think it. For every everyone's physical level, I mean, there's some kids that aren't going to be your fastest kids running. There's a spot. There's going to be a kid that has a high IQ of what's going on. There's a spot. So I think, you know, at least in our experience with baseball, it's either you were super good early and you were pigeonholed into that and that's you're super good and we're going to drive and develop you. Or you're the kid that was, you know, didn't identify as a baseball player. You know, my kids don't identify as lacrosse players. They, you know, they're like, oh, we do this, which I'm like, cool, man. Yeah. You know, just have fun, just have fun man. If you want to, if you want to be a, a long haired surfer, do that, man. That's your, if that's your jam, do it, man. Because I've had my, I've had my shot around the merry-go-round. You what, know? Were, what were your interests? Uh, growing up, it was, I grew up in New York, so 
it was lacrosse, but it was a lot of Yankee baseball. It was, <laughs> it was you know, late 70s Yankee baseball. Okay. You know, it was the, you know, the, the Chris Chambliss, Thurman Munson, Craig Nettles Yankees, you know. Um, and I still hearken back to that. And I, I look those guys up on the internet all the time to see who's dead. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was, that was primarily it. But I mean, uh, I was raised by my mother, but we watched every sporting event. Like it was Kentucky Derby. It was on. If it was Wimbledon, it was on. If it was open, it was on. So we just watched sports and participated in whatever we wanted to. Um, but you know, and then music, you know, music super, it got me, you know, uh, do you play instruments? No, I wish my mom, I wish I had the, I wish I did. I mean, I think Same. I just, man, I, I grew up with some people that did and, and I was like, and it's on me. I could have, I probably could have pushed. Still could. What? Still could. Yeah, I still could. Yeah. <laughs> Fat man on drums. You know, <laughs> it's always good. But yeah, I mean, then, then it was, you know. Unfortunately, I got caught up with the perfume and the car fumes. You know, all oh, the yeah. fumes got yeah, me. Oh, yeah. And so sports sort of took a back seat. Um, and then I was just a casual observer yeah. and told my kids. And I was grateful that I could reconnect with that sort of youthful spirit, mm. you know. and it, That's it, what it is, too. It's a youthful spirit. Yeah, man. It, it really, and it really, you, you have to dial back. And I get caught up as just as everyone else does. And just, it's hard not to. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I should put a muzzle on my stupid face, you know. <laughs> but, you know, you want, you want equity in it. You want fairness and everything else. And, but it teaches them that it's not always fair. Yeah. Good guys don't always win. Yeah. Um, bad things happen. But it's how do you overcome that, man? Interesting. And yeah. what are you what are you gonna do? You're so you're the best, but you weren't picked. You're gonna be at a job, you're gonna present the best work, and you're not gonna get the raise. What do you do? You know, that's just life. Yeah. So there's metaphors all throughout that and you know, I think they think I'm an old mystic because I'm constantly trying to trip their little brains out. They're thinking way deep, you know, and they're like, ah, 10. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, we're going to throw on the Grateful Dead for a while. And we're going to talk, you know. You know, you, you bring up music. Uh, I, I still, to this day, probably in the last day or two, I've caught myself chuckling by myself, thinking about what you said in here one day. We were, uh, um, we had the doors on. Yeah. <laughs> it was a real, real strange tune, and, and uh you just like it's the doors. It's about to get weird. Yeah, it's, it's super gonna get weird, man. The American poet. Let's freak ourselves out, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but that ranges from you know the Doors, the Dead, all the way into the '70s punk of New York. What do you listen to now? Uh, like I was on my way in listening to some Dead, but then I um, I threw on some. I got into a real weird relationship with Bowie, like some obscure Bowie. Stuff and um, yeah, just really crazy sort of stuff. But it ranges. I mean, I like some new stuff. There's Rena Del Cid. I got in a loop with her, and she does a lot of covers on YouTube and some uh, other stuff. But just someone out of um, Minneapolis, you know. So I try to keep it fresh. Try to see what's what's new. Um, you know, try to get to some shows. Uh, John Butler Trio was just in town, so. You know, try to get down to the you know variety playhouse things yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a hall and it, it can get it can get a little weird. And then you just realize your age. You know, you're looking at the watch at ten thirty. You're like, oh, oh, I gotta get home. So tired. Oh, it's so it's awful, man. Did yeah. you see a lot of dead shows back in the day? Uh, yeah, in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was a good good stretch of the dead, and I'm sort of glad I didn't get because I know some guys that got real deep just into lost it. In it. Yeah, yeah, they got lost into it. You know, until, you know, breaking out in the 90s, yeah. you know. Um, and I had a girlfriend at the time that was like, you'd really like the music, but I'm afraid that you'll get caught in the culture. And she was, you know, she was right, you know, that I was I was right for the picking for, for a good adventure. Yeah. You know. Oh, same. I mean, my first, first dead show, I went, I was wearing like a button-down polo or something, yeah. you know, and I, I, went <laughs> the for, cost. Yeah, I went for the party, dude, Yeah, I was like, fell in love with the music. Yeah, and, and the I, whole scene, man. And the whole scene, and 
I I turned real crunchy there for a yeah, few exactly. Years. Birkenstocks and yeah, yeah like the man, whole deal. Uh, we had yeah, there were some weird there were some weird things. And I was hanging out with some really creative weird cats at the time. Yeah. And then finally I like spun out of hey, orbit. Main man, far out. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't know. I'm gonna sell grilled cheese. I was like, as an occupation. She's like, no, but for the summer. I'm like, just to And my buddy, uh, he toured with the dead for three years, and um, uh, he paid his way. He'd, he'd get to town, and he'd go to the liquor store and buy, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think it was Pete's Wicked Ale or whatever. Yeah. And that's what he was known for. And yeah, he'd, that was him. He'd get a skateboard and it's cooler and kind of cruise around and. And so make enough to go to the next show and yep. into the summer have a few grand saved and that's that that yeah. I wish I had the brain to keep that up. Like I was always grounded in don't get that far out there. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I was like I gotta make a living at some point. Like what am I, I doing? Fall behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I was I was in San Fran and. Uh, some guy was like, "Hey man, you you want to score something? You got to go see Eugene from Eugene." I was like, "Really?" And I was like, "What the? What am I doing? Tracking down a guy that I don't know named Eugene from Eugene?" On the bad side of town. Yeah, man. I was like, "This is sketchy. I can't hey, do but it." But they tell me this town ain't got no heart. Yeah, exactly, man. Shake down street, my brother. Just gotta poke around. Yeah, just just gotta poke around a bit. But yeah, man. So music really, really dominated, and um, you know it's an emotional trigger. You know I really segment a lot of my life into you know music. Like, what what was I doing when this when I was like really into this? And you know when, as people pass away, it, it triggers you know things like that. So music has always been, and I should have played. I should have just had the you know the balls just to not be good, right? And yeah. just noodle it out. That's my problem a lot. My, I've got a big ego, and it gets in the way. Uh, it limits sure. me. Sure. And whatever I do, I can only get so good before my uh, ego. Yeah, man. Just stops me or levels yeah. me out. Or that I mean, it's like this it. weird participatory anxiety. Like, oh well, I'm. It's I'm going to be either made fun of, and it was long ago that I've just decided that if I wasn't going to be at least average. Yeah. I wasn't going to take a shot. Not even going to attempt it. Yeah. Not even going to attempt it, man. And it's just like, and, and, you know, obviously with age comes wisdom. Yeah. You know, now you would tell your kids, hey, man, it's not the end of the world. Just get out there. Give it your shot. But, you know, thinking how they think, they're like, are you kidding me? Would you really? You want me to do what? No. Yeah. So... That's that's you can't a shortcut the learning curve. Sometimes you just got dude. You can't of, plow the field for them. I try. Yeah. You know. You know. You're talking uh, music and segmenting parts of your life. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, uh, I think it was episode twenty of the Play More podcast. Right if you on. Ch- checked it out, but uh, <laughs> he calls rock and roll the Dewey Decimal System for life. Right on. Meaning you 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 hear a song, you just like going to the library, you pull out that that section, yeah. and it takes you right back. For to real. where you need to go, and that's at that time when you were, yeah, you know, doing sixth whatever. grade or whatever, and exactly like I remember when yeah. when John Lennon got shot, and that, you know, that threw us into a huge Beatles loop. And I used to do papers, you know, anytime at school that I had like a free assignment, it would yeah. be about the Stones, the Beatles, the Doors. <laughs> yeah. Like I was reading just any biography I could could about these people because it was interesting. You know, I wasn't a good student. I oh, just. Geez. It was so, the worst. So I, uh, I had in, po- in reading class my sophomore year in high school, I had like poetry yeah. for six weeks or whatever. So we had to write our, all, our own poetry. So, of course, everybody just wrote song lyrics. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> Try to poke something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I swear this, I think this teacher was trying to set me up because, uh, you know, I, I was right there with everybody else. And I wrote some Doors poem, you know, like, and... Uh, She's like, hey, Jada, I like what you wrote, you know, you know, it could almost be a song, but uh, why don't you get up and read it to the class? <laughs> and, and I'm up there, the worst. you know, uh, you know, time to live, <laughs> time to die, time to laugh, you know, time, time to cry. <laughs> the worst, man. <laughs> and everybody's just looking man. at me like really dude you know like oh here we got the lizard king in front of us <laughs> yeah. look at him <laughs> yeah. where's your leather pants you mo yeah <laughs> man, so, uh, 
to somehow dodge that bullet. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, obviously, I think that's very funny that music played such an important role, or filled a void. I don't know if it was filling a void or what it was, but I mean, my kids listen to tons of tunes, and they're they're all over the board. That's um, great. You know, they'll they'll go straight into some really weird ska thing, but then they'll listen to contemporary stuff and. You know some Dread Zeppelin, and then they'll go into a Beatles groove. So we're all about it. We're you know, hey, if you want to listen to Clash and Ramones, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know. Did you go through a little punk phase there? Yeah, that? there was a lot of um, you know, a lot of, a lot of Clash. Clash was sort of like my news radio around the world. Like what's happening? I was like, what? The hell, is Santa Mista? What? What is, what is this? Going, what's going on down there? Well, combat rock. Yeah, exactly. You're like, wait a second. These guys are, are talking about newsworthy things. It wasn't just the Ramones going to Rockaway Beach. They were talking about some stuff. I've mentioned before, but London Calling was the, voted the best album of the '80s. Yeah. Even though it came out in late '79. Yeah, I was gonna say that that and you know we have that on all the time. I try to give the. How do you listen to music? What? Yeah, at, at this point, yeah. I, my kids have the vinyl. They, oh, they, sweet. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, someone pinched a, a Doors album for my daughter. Uh, they were they were looking through a rack, a crate of music, and uh, oh, some no. girl snatched it before she did. What? I was like, "What? You didn't you didn't get Morrison Hotel?" She's like, "Oh no, my friend got it." I was like, <laughs> oh man. But so they they got the vinyl. Um, I don't know what happened to all mine, but um, now it's just the convenience of having it on the phone. You know. But it stinks. I'm really loving the vinyl these days. I mean, I, I kind of make sure I listen to an album side every day. There you go. Just drop it. Yeah. Down. You got 20 minutes. See, you know, I love it. the liner notes, man. Oh, find out about the find out about the world on the liner notes. Like, what what studio is this? What else has been produced here? Like, real weird stuff. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to remember the, uh, the artist now, but I was, I was looking on it and looking at the liner notes and the small print, all right, 1980 or whatever, and I see, you know, produced by uh, Botnik. And, uh, and uh, I'm not going to remember the guy's first name now, but he, he did The Doors. There you go. Yeah, ironically. And then... Uh, and he, and he, like, say, Bruce and, say, Barry Botnick. I, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. that. But it's like, oh, he's got a brother. He yeah. must have a brother. I mean, how many yeah. Botnicks are yeah, there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hanging out in the same area. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you just kind of pick up some things. You're like, oh, dude, this this guy played on this album. Yeah, or, absolutely. The session musicians. Yeah. You don't get that there. No. Yeah, and you go, you go down a rabbit hole, and you'd search out, and you'd talk to your friends, and you'd exchange albums, and... You know, you'd go to shows. I mean, I remember going to ACDC, and uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy knocked it. We were probably four, 13, 14, probably 14, because it was on the, uh, for those about to rock. <laughs> okay. They had the cannons on the stage. We were like, Argh. yeah. And uh, my buddy knocked over this giant guy's beer or drink. Oh, no. And uh, he's like, you're going to buy me another one. And we are like, man, look, we don't have any money. <laughs> and his and his girlfriend was like, leave him alone. And we were like, yeah, she's cool. And then we had to scream for uh, them to play big balls for about <laughs> half hour. That was their punishment. But we used to just go to weird shows. I mean, I don't know what my folks were thinking, but we would just like end up at shows. Devo, like just, hey, we're going to go see Devo. Well, why not? Why man? not? Why not? Let's check that out. I mean, I do the same thing. A couple hours with, of entertainment. Yeah, I do the same thing with food all the time. Like, I'll go to a restaurant and I'll be like, I'll give you four things to pick from. You tell me what I should eat. God willing, I'll be alive to eat another meal, but yeah. you can you can tell me what I'm going to eat. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to tell the chef what, no. to, what to do. You tell me. Yeah, I'm cool with it, but whatever you think, whatever you want to whatever you want to cook for me. My uncle always did that. We'd go to restaurants and just like, <laughs> hey, have the... Yeah. Waiter or waitress or whatever. Hey, what do you recommend? Yeah. You know, just run with it. Yep. I mean, I always think that's probably the best the best thing. So, you guys play in a lot of, uh, you, you play in, your kids play in like the school leagues. Yep. But you also play some travel. Yeah, we've, we've done, we've done the select. We've what done, does that mean for the listeners? Well, the for, the listener, for the listeners out there, once you get past, uh, I think it's sixth grade, uh, you get, or maybe they changed the age group, so it might be you 
12 this year. Okay. Um, and what is U12? U12, okay. So U12 means under 12. So if you're a kid that's under 12, you would that's your tribe. Yeah. Um, and then once you graduate out of that, usually in the spring, they'll have a tryout for the select team. And, and all that means is it's no longer uh, parent-coached. Uh, you're now reporting into a high school system. So you get their facilities. Like for us, uh, we practice on the backfield at, at uh, Harrison. And you actually practice their plays. Yeah, absolutely. We have, we have access to their facilities. Uh, some of their kids come out, you know, their high school kids come out and the, you know, to help coach, which is great because kids look up to other kids. And, yeah. you know, if you're just an old guy on the field, they're, you know, it's white noise after a while. Um, so I got asked if I wanted the senior discount last night. This place I was at, dude. I was about to try to take one the other day. I, was <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I said, I said you, well, at least you give it to me since you just insulted me. <laughs> I'm always about it, but then um, you know the other kids play in the rec. So eventually, the rec feeds into if it's a good steady program. The rec would feed into the high school program. Mm -hmm. You know, so everyone progresses, um, and. I've always encouraged anyone to try out. I think it's important that you give it a shot. Um, and you don't know. You know, you don't have to be. You might just have a great attitude. You might be the catalyst of keeping the team together as a unit. And you might not have the stick skills or the speed, but you're a good human being. And that, to me, on a team is just as important, you know, to have that. So I always encourage kids particularly if they want to progress and get into, you know, the high school level stuff, you know, to try out. Because you're going to get access and you're going to get more lacrosse IQ out of that uh, than sometimes the wreck. You know, and, and you write, you mentioned the metaphors for life, you know, even in a, wherever you work, there's a team environment. Sure. And you get somebody who's energetic, who's positive attitude, a can-do attitude. Yeah. That's infectious. Yeah. And you get some sourpuss and is negative and, and feels like he's put out for everything as he or she, that's infectious too. Yeah, I mean, you can have a cancer in your society. You know, you can have just one kid, one guy on your team, one person in your work environment that, like, really brings down the whole crew, man. Yeah. Um, so the one thing you can control is your attitude. That's in school, at work, wherever you are, you can control that. You might not be the fastest, you know, might not be the smartest, but you can be cool about stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and you just don't always have to be right, man. It's okay to it's be wrong, advice, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> cool to be wrong sometimes. It takes a lot of pressure off of you, you know. I never knew. Yeah. yeah. Well, new to me, man, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, so then, then you go in these, these travel tournaments then. sure so how, how's that it's broken away from the school environment yep now now you're now you're in a, a different usually it's a groups of kids from different schools that you played against mm -hmm. now you're on one team they have crossfire they have um thunder there's a bunch of them uh the hoyas tried to get um something going this year uh they just didn't have the numbers to do it and then you play tournaments it could be as far away you know, Charlotte could be one of the stops, could get up to Virginia, but, um, you What's know. What's the farthest you've traveled? Uh, actually, we've just gotten to Charlotte for okay. us. Um, because having four kids, not everyone, we don't want their summers to be held hostage to it. Yeah. So uh, we, we like a local travel team where we could go one or two days, you know, maybe to Birmingham, uh, maybe, you know, right down the street, you know, you can go Not to, to Athens. mention the expense. Yeah. Four people up, hotel, it, dinners, it, breakfast, yeah, lunch. It, it's, and, and that brings up a good point of um, how expensive all this stuff gets and where does it, where do we stop? Where do we stop with, do you have to be in speed and agility for 400 bucks? You know, do you have to, you know, like at what point do we price kids that just want to play and be a part of the community out of the system? Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't have any answers, but yeah. I really think we as adults are the ones who've ruined it for our kids. And, sure. and it's all in the in the right spirit. We want what's best for our kids. We're sure. the biggest cheerleaders. We want to give them every opportunity they can mm -hmm. to excel so they feel important and needed and and be a hero a little yeah. bit. 
but uh, you know I've always had a, a problem with travel ball uh, I mean it's exclusive to some degree for some kids sure and then you, you go and it's super expensive and it does if you've got a family it's not fair to the other kids yeah and uh, you're dividing your time as parents yep missing that crucial dinner yeah. family time because yeah, there's know, a sacrifice all around man yeah and and like you said in the beginning nobody here is getting scholarships yeah, or whatever not I mean, not now man we're just here we're just here to build a little sense of community but a lot and of then times, you go to travel and you end up playing Ackworth or something exactly here in North Carolina. Yeah. You're like, what am I doing? What are, you, are we this playing Roswell? <laughs> yeah. Are we traveling five hours to play Roswell? Like, stop it, you yeah. silly goose. Yeah, we're up and down the eastern seaboard going to Maryland yeah. so they could get exposed. Yeah. You know, like, and and we on. know we know people that have flown out to Denver. We know people that have fly down sure. to Florida. And it to me, that's great for them. It's just not for us at this point. Um now if they said Hey, this is really what I want to do. We'd probably find a way yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. But like I said earlier, they're not at this point identifying solely as lacrosse people, yeah. you know. So they've sort of they have their other interests. But that's a problem, or it's difficult to jump around to other sports it's an, in yeah. today's world if you don't make it just like that's your sole sport and you're year round. Yeah. You're not in the click anymore, and the coach isn't not familiar with you. <sighs> It, it is. It gets real, real choppy for sure. I mean, if and then you, you're burnt out. Yeah, if you lay off a season, you know, there's a fear, you know, that you're not going to either make the team again, you're not going to be respected on the team again. Um, but if you talk to any coaches that have been doing it for a while, they want you to be multi-sport athletes. They want you to take a break. I mean, for lacrosse, play basketball. You get great footwork. If you if you want play. Play football. You'll you'll understand contact. Soccer. It's all about running and endurance. Yeah. So you have to be fit, and you're running the entire time. So, a coach that sort of knows those three aspects would want you to, but again, but he's got to win this very next season. Yeah, but so, it's this yeah. year-round cycle of well, when this stops, the rec stops, the, the select starts, and the select start stops. You you go into you know practice for you know three weeks before the school the season starts and and it, it gets it gets it gets a bit much and you know I'm always cognizant of you know they they always say at the end ah we're done we're done but then when we say it's time to sign up they perk up a little yeah. bit but at some point they'll just say I'm done and I have to I as a parent have to respect that and put my ego aside mm -hmm. and I've formed relationships with these people. Like, do we go out and break bread all the time? No, but we're we're friends when we see each other. So community. Yeah, I have to I have to put that aside and go look. I'm not going to see those cats anymore. Yeah. Unless I'm wandering through Publix or something, I go, hey, what's up? <laughs> but you know, that's. that's I always loved yeah. like when we um, when we were in the baseball thing. I didn't love it, but but I noticed we were in the baseball thing and and just hardcore training and picking these players and this and that and then you'd go play some <laughs> small podunk town and these kids have like you know or, or even lacrosse or whatever they have just a crappy jersey with duct tape numbers on sure. it and they would wax us yeah and like that's it that's you the equalizer you don't need the best no. apparel and shoes and cleats and helmets no. and, and all these crazy no, not going on spring break and and then splitting the team up and watering it down yeah you get this these kids have been playing together since they were you know yeah. eight years old they only had each other yeah so they knew and particularly in, in team sports like that it's all about the trust and that's what happens when you have the really really elite players that might have gone on to some of these elite travel teams and then you have the rec players that they're playing with in the spring or the fall rather um, and there isn't a trust to to throw it to him because he's not going to catch it. So I'm going to Superman and do the whole thing by myself. Yeah. Which is, if you watch professional or even college lacrosse, there's much more passing than shooting. It's all about passing, but it's also about trusting that your guy's going to catch it. Yeah. So, you know, there there is a mindset. And, you know, that's hard to teach, you know, when you have type A personalities, 
super driven. We're getting egos. Yeah, we all have absolutely. Egos. And, and you have, you know, idiots like me on the sidelines screaming nonsense, <laughs> you know, and I couldn't be a kid playing today. I would use some real salty language <laughs> back at them, you know. I would, I would make... I would make comments on their physical nature, and you get out here and run. It's 150 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're throwing cue balls at me, and and I ducked. Yeah, I ducked. Yeah, yeah because I, I don't know. I thought I was going to get hit. It was going to hurt. You know, <laughs> but it's a, it's interesting, and I'll be sad when it's over. But you know, we'll move on to something else. Something else. You know. Your, your kids in any like uh, individual sports? You know. We had one. Um, when he was, I think, eight or nine, he was in lacrosse, and he wasn't having much success, and there was a, a lot of um, on-off. Like, you weren't doing anything, and then it was just gangbusters. They're coming down the field and freak out. Yeah. And, you know, he, I don't know if it was his dyslexia. But there was something in his brain that he was just like, man, I'm relaxing over here, and all of a sudden people are screaming. Yeah, yeah and he's freaked out, so he's like, I can't do it. So we were like, okay, what do you want to do? So we talked about tennis, we talked about golf, and then he goes, fencing. Okay. What the, what are you talking about? <laughs> fencing. He goes, fencing. well, I, I watched it on YouTube. I'm like, ah, oh, great, YouTube. Now we're in the well, fencing community. Yeah, exactly. So we took, we took private fencing lessons behind Walker. Now we're LARPing. Yeah, I was like, and I, he lasted probably about four months. It was incredibly hot, um, but it was all about footwork. And I told him it was more about dancing than stabbing. Like, you're not stabbing people, man. You're dancing. You're dancing. You're like, your footwork up. But for him, his thought was, when you're on the mat, you're on. So we can click his brain into, I have to focus. I have to, I have to be laser I'm focused. In. I'm all in. And it's two minutes, boom, done. You know, that's it. I like that. We're in lacrosse. It's like the ball's been down on the other end for, I don't know. Several minutes. Several minutes. And I'm sort of getting weird and drifting. Yeah, and I'm drifting. And then all of a sudden. Gosh, it's dinner last night at Chili's. Yeah. It's like, man, there's mott sticks. Woo! And then all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden they're running. Oh, they're running. Screaming. But then. We went to Keegan's, we went to his uh, select game or something, and he just turned to me and he goes, uh, I want to play lacrosse again. I was like, what? So, thank God we had a store like this that we could come to and get him geared up again. Uh, because his older brother's like, that's my stuff, you can't touch my stuff. I was like, easy. You lease everything from me. You own nothing. Everything's on lease. Good behavior pays your lease. First bad behavior, we, we pulled the lease. Yeah, we pulled the lease, and that's weird. Now you're not playing with, a, with, a, with your best stick, yeah. but you're playing. Yeah. So uh, then he surprised us and played. And he's, you know, found success pretty early because he's one of the bigger kids yeah. on the team. So, you know, what he What position does he play? Defense. D, yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're not known for speed. <laughs> Even though defenders have to be fast, it's not a prerequisite you know, to yeah. be fast. You have to yes. you have to understand what's happening around you and have some lacrosse IQ, but you don't have to be the fastest kid like yeah. a midi would have to be endurance wise. So um but he'll he he'll say he's fast. You know, just like I'm fast. If I'm being chased by a cop, you know. <laughs> I've always been so slow. I had <laughs> dreams of like not being able to run away from something or whatever. Just, <laughs> just uh, just bricks. I, eighth grade football, I intercept a, intercepted a screen pass on maybe the 50-yard line. So I'm the only guy running <laughs> that direction, dude. I got tackled from behind at maybe the 10 like I was standing still. I mean, he, like, knocked the wind out of me, hit me so hard. <laughs> Ran you over. Everybody gave me such shit. Yeah. I was so slow. I'm like, hey, what happens? I intercepted the ball, got us the ball back. Yeah, like, in that's scoring good. position. Yeah. Nope, I'm slow. No, exactly. <laughs> you got caught. <laughs> Yeah, so we're just not built. We're just not known for speed, and that's why uh, one of them is now going to speed and agility, because he was getting self conscious about this. So, um, so four hundred bucks. Yeah, it's four hundred bucks every three months, but you know it's building confidence, and we're we're like, look, be confident in yourself. I never knew people didn't know how to run. You know, I just thought there's a, you I just guess sort there's of, a technique to it. Like yeah, there's a the, yeah, and there's a whole motion of your body and everything else to make you minimize. 
or or execute. Just... Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, flailing. Um, but again, you know, it's a commitment to go, and uh, you know, the guy's name is Frank Adams, and it's no joke. That cat, that cat. When you walk in, it's game on, and yeah. it's a mindset where he knows when he's in the car, he's like, I, I might puke, and yeah. I'm like, Oof, oh, sweetheart. Man, he's gonna work you when it's a hundred degrees in there. Well, but you know what? Yeah, I mean that does give you that confidence when you're when you're training like that, and and when you then compare yourself to your peers, and you're in a little better shape, yeah, a little bit more endurance, a little bit more acumen, yeah, uh, for whatever the skill calls for. Yeah, uh, it it does give you a big. It's a mental thing, Jolt man. Of confidence, you know. When he went and, and calm, yeah. When he, because you know, they would do these running things, and he would be at the back of the pack, and he was so self-conscious of being at the back of the pack all the time. I said, the only thing you can do is learn to run and train, you know. And when he went back out, one of the faster kids said, "Man, you're getting a lot faster," not knowing that he'd been doing this. And I said, "Did that make you feel good?" He's like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but except that, that, you know, that's what you're doing it for. Like, you won't be the guy you were, but you put in the lumps. It's like anything, you know, flexibility, even. You know, people think they're not flexible, but mm-hmm. you really don't work at it. No. Yeah, but if you did, you'd, you'd probably become flexible. <laughs> I, I could probably pick up stuff without getting winded 100% of the time if I did yoga. Right. You know, yeah. if I just put myself out. But again, ego would say, Really, I'm gonna go take yoga and sweat and be uncomfortable and not good and well, fall down. You know, that's that's why I, I'm still to this day, and I, I I work on all the time. But I I would be uncomfortable doing a group class somewhere, a group yoga. Yeah, I do it in my house. You know, with the TV that I can pause or, or yeah. rewind and try that move again. I'm losing some an instructor saying, "Hey, watch your form here. Yeah, yeah, hold yeah. your breath or whatever." But and you're losing a little community, but. You're doing it but as I'm, opposed I'm doing to doing it. I'm not intimidated because I'm no one there to to judge me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Only you, which you you know you could probably be your worst critic like yeah, I can. That's true. Yeah, you know. But again, it's all about extending yourself uh, and and being okay with failure. You know, but you got a whole lineup of stuff out here, you know, to buy to get you in shape at your own house, man. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm so blessed in that regard, but uh, still got to log in the hours. Yeah. The only the only thing that really keeps me consistent is is I'd hurt myself years ago, and so when I work out, I, I tend to feel better. Sure. It's, yeah. It's a drug, you know? It's like, hey, I feel better when I do it. I feel lousy when I don't. Uh, yep. It's a no-brainer. And what, what, are the, what, are, what was that little sign? Uh, you can't out-train a bad diet. You know, if you just... You know, if your weakness is whatever it is, cheese dip. You know, you're just like, so man, good. that is so good. But, but can't but eat a gallon of it, Here's my thought on that, though, is is when, you, when you're exercising or training in whatever capacity, mm-hmm. if you, you put in a good workout in, you're just going to tend to crave better quality foods. Sure. You know, it doesn't, without being a fanatic or anything, you're just less likely to eat a gallon of the cheese dip or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly, you know, because you're like, oof, this, this feels better to me. Yeah, well, your body's craving, like, different kinds of things. All of a sudden, it, it actually is craving a salad. You yeah. Know, like, God, uh, yeah, because your body, your body tells you what you need if yeah. you listen to it. You know, if you don't, and you're just like, you know, I could either go grill a steak and make a salad, or I could conversely go down the street and get a burrito and cheese dip. You know, you, you got to put a little effort into that steak and salad. But when when you're done, you'll feel better. Yeah. And you'll save money. You know. <laughs> so, uh, what final words to live by? What do we got? You know, God, I don't I don't know if there's, and hopefully they're not final words. But for for, <laughs> for, for this podcast, <laughs> yeah, there'll be some final words. Christ. <laughs> led to my execution <laughs> going outside to get clubbed um, you know I, I just say you know for me uh, having a person like you that you know what we we met under weird circumstances we're just a, a patron coming in 
having a forum just to talk and just, you know, hey, this is who I am as a, as a person. This is who you are as a person. Uh, get to know the philosophy. It endears me to uh, spread the word about this place. And, you know, for youth sports, uh, parents such as myself, we need to calm down, man. I need to calm down. We all need to calm down and just realize that these kids are 7, 9, 13. You know, particularly for males, we're one of the first male influences out, outside of the nucleus of their home, whether it be an uncle, a grandfather, or a dad. This is a really important thing that we're throwing on these cats, man. Yeah. Is their perception of how they are in the world. So we have to probably be less snarky, um, a little more kind to the fellow players, the refs, and everyone else, and realize that if they do go on to D1, D2 schools, perfect. If not, see it Publix, right? Yeah. And we want to we have a, a good engagement there, you know? So, or at a music festival, if we have any coming up. <laughs> well, that uh, community-based mindset is, uh, is a good way to live. Yeah. And, uh, that's, I mean, uh, it's not too hippy-dippy, but, I mean, I'm just saying, like, look, you don't have to buy everything through Amazon. You have a choice. You know, just like making food, it takes a little effort, but the end result, it makes you feel good, right? We just yeah. talked about making a steak and a salad. It makes you feel good. Coming to shop from a person that you know, yeah. or going to get a drink at a bar where they know you, yeah. makes you feel good that you're part of something a little bit bigger than your isolated silliness. You know, and uh, uh, like I said, I almost feel it's an obligation to kind of cling on here. And I, obviously, I can't make everybody happy, but there's there's some I have. And yeah. And uh, but when I um, we, we have uh, I'm, I'm excited uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I'm having the uh, a gentleman who owned Progressive Skate Park and then part of the R&M Sandwich Shop family in downtown Canton. Mm -hmm. I've been there 47 years. And I know what it feels like when, when I go in a, in a business. I want to see that same dude. Yeah, man. Gal or whatever. It's just, it just makes you feel good. Even yeah. if you don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> but I it's do familiar. Them, it's familiar in, a, yeah. in an increasingly unfamiliar world. Yeah. You know, where, where we can isolate. Listen, man, I don't have to see anyone for days on end. I have that device in front of me, and I can isolate. And I think we all just need to just say, hey, man, put it down for a second. Go out to the skate park. Yeah. That's another great community, man. Yeah. The skaters are always encouraging other skaters. It's, it's a pretty good, so if lacrosse isn't your thing or some of these major sports, don't worry about it, man. Get out there and have some fun. And as adults, realize that, you know, be a kid again, you know? You're not going to catch every ball thrown at you, so lay off your kid because he ain't either. You know? <laughs> right. Well, man, dude, awesome advice. You always have a lot of wisdom. Right on, man. And, I appreciate uh, the time. I really enjoyed it. And uh, hey, play more nation. Whoa. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. All right. Bye-bye. All right, hey, I hope you enjoyed the show. Again, this has been brought to you by Play It Again Sports in Kennesaw. And if you like the Play More podcast, just please do us a favor. Uh, subscribe. Uh, you can rate and review it. Share it with anyone you think might like it. Uh, and don't forget, you can always email the show at surferj1 at gmail.com. That's S-U-R-F-E-R-J-A-Y, the number one at gmail.com and I'll reply. Also, you can check us out on Instagram at PIA Sports Kennesaw. Uh, so, just go take care of yourself and be strong, safe, less vulnerable, and be able to do the things you wanna do and play more.